This is season two, episode 11, Knowing Who You Are. Hi, I'm Sabrina DeYoung. I'm a life coach, and I'm a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is the Perspective Detective podcast. Here, I'm going to share true principles and mind management tools to help you live in a more empowered way with you as the creator of your life. Let's do this. Hi, welcome back. It is a new year, 2022, and I am super excited for my goals this year, and I'm excited for you and your goals. I'm sure you made (laughs) some great ones, and if you didn't, you know what? Honestly, it's never too late, and this has nothing to do with the podcast today, but (laughs) just my personal thoughts on goals. I have actually found that I work better in quarters. And so I like to make goals for the first quarter and then I reevaluate kind of come the end of March, what I want to do for the second quarter, the third quarter, and so on. Because I feel like 12 months is, well, I mean, it's just a really long time for me to anticipate sustaining something for that long. And so I'm, I make my goals kind of in like in smaller chunks. So just an idea thrown out there. <laughs> if you're someone who just likes to do it for the whole year or if you're someone who likes to not make them at all, like... I still like you. It's totally fine. (laughs) I think the important thing is just, well, knowing who you are and what is doable for you and what you want to do. I know, again, sorry, tangent here. Gretchen Rubin has studied the four tendencies. And if you're the rebel tendency, then you probably are not into making New Year's goals at all. Just saying. (laughs) That might be something interesting to look into. Um, Okay. So jumping into the podcast here, knowing who you are. So I read this quote from Elder Didier Uchtdorf um, in the Come Follow Me manual. And he said, much of the confusion we experience in this life comes from simply not understanding who we are. And this quote hit me so hard. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so true. I've seen it so much in my own life. In my darkest, most depressed times, I remember just sobbing and saying, like, I don't even know who I am. I I had very little value, no purpose, no desire to progress because what what was the point? I didn't know who I was. I was super steeped in people pleasing and I just wanted to make everyone else around me happy. I felt like everything that I did was wrong and it just didn't matter anyway because who the heck was I in the first place? Anyway, by doing that the people-pleasing, I really wasn't being honest with myself, and I definitely wasn't being honest with anybody else. When we're people-pleasing, we're not honest with ourselves or others, and we create this big mess, at least for me. I created, I feel like, a big mess for myself. And again, all stemmed from, like, the core issue for me was I didn't know who I was. Not being clear with who I was took away my foundation, and it really left me feeling vulnerable, piled on a lot of shame and confusion. So I've done a lot of work, a lot of work to find me. And for a little while, I felt like it was a little bit selfish. But as I've found myself, <laughs> like that was has absolutely all the work that I've done to find who I am has been the most valuable thing or most valuable way that I could have spent my time. And truthfully, I'm also super grateful for that dark time that I had when I didn't know who I was and felt like I was making a lot of mistakes because it really pushed me to figure things out, to figure out me and to make some changes. So I wanted to share a few gems that I've picked up 
in my journey thus far. And I really want to emphasize thus far because I am not done and I'm still figuring it out. And I think it's going to be a lifelong process. And I'm kind of excited about that. Okay. So for me, when I was really unclear about myself and my purpose, I was most definitely living in a victim mentality. I had a lot of negative self-talk, totally thought I was dumb. Everyone else had better ideas. Also, it was always someone else's fault that my life wasn't what I wanted it to be. So lots of blaming and comparing and complaining and shame. All of these things keep us stuck in a victim mindset. So as I started becoming aware that I was seeing myself as a victim, I actually remember a time someone accused me of being a victim and I was super defensive. I'm like, no, I am just trying to take care of things. (laughs) But as, and so as I became aware that, okay, that is actually true. I am seeing myself as a victim. I was able to gain more leverage over my thoughts and my attitude and uncover a lot of truths about me that I was really hiding under kind of a cover of shame and blame. So I did a lot of studying on this victim mentality and the opposite of victim or the antidote is creator. The antidote to victim is creator. I learned this from the book, The Power of Ted by David Emerald. I highly recommend this book. I have bought it for my clients um, because it's my favorite and I feel like it's super powerful and just like brightening the understanding to your personal power. It is written in like story form. I think it's different than other like self-help books that I've read. Um, (laughs) It's a little, it's really cute. Anyway, highly recommend The Power of Ted by David Emerald. Anyways, so I discovered that as I allowed myself to step out of the victim role and into the role of creator, I felt less and less compulsion to people please. And I was more clear on what my boundaries were for literally the first time ever. Um, I embraced the fact that I do in fact have talents and I discovered my own passions. And in some ways, I realized that I was really kind of living unconsciously. I was just doing things to get them done. But deciding that I was the creator of my life allowed me to start living with conscious intention. So I want to break these things down a little bit and we're going to start with people pleasing, okay? Why do we people please and why is it damaging to us? So people pleasing often starts, from my perspective, with the need of self-preservation, okay? We like humans, us, all of us, we just simply, we want love and to feel safety and security, If you've been a people pleaser for a long time and you're just starting to recognize it, I want you to know that it's okay, that there is nothing wrong with you, okay? You've had really good reasons for doing the things that you've done and for all the people pleasing that you've done. Our brain's motivations are to conserve energy, avoid pain, and seek pleasure. And that's what you've been trying to do and you've found that it's safe to people please, okay? I just really want to emphasize that there's nothing wrong with you. Maybe you've had some trauma and you just needed to feel safe and liked, or maybe you just didn't know what you wanted. So following along with someone else's idea was as good as any. I know this because I've been in both camps. Okay. I've been, I've felt traumatized and I was just trying to feel safe and liked. And I've also done people pleasing, um, just because I didn't know how to give myself space. I didn't, I just, I mean, like I said, I didn't know myself. And so I was kind of trying to figure out and chameleoned my way through 
um, a good portion of my life, I guess. Um, anyway, like I said, it's okay. And always, always, always try to give yourself some grace. But ultimately, after we can get to grace, let's work on ditching the people pleasing. Eh? <laughs> people pleasing is damaging to us because for one thing, it's dishonest, like I mentioned before. The thing is, is you are an amazing creation in and of yourself. And when we people please, we hide our authentic selves and chip away at our usness. That is a word that I'm using right now. <laughs> usness or your you-ness or your my me-ness. Um, I guess a prettier way to say that would be you chip away at your incredible essence. Essence, that one is an actual real word. <laughs> Um, people pleasing is being dishonest with yourself as well as the person that you're trying to please. I know we've talked about this several times and I'm sure you already know it, but, um, it is, I think of it as like a temporary solution, but it does create a more damaged relationship. I mean, think about the times that you've been lied to. Does that build trust? Obviously no, like nobody likes it. It breaks the trust. It breaks, it builds up walls rather than, um, trust. Anyway, you get it. It causes a lot of confusion and heartache. People-pleasing is also a form of manipulation. We people-please because we want someone else to think or feel a certain way about us. Again, it's kind of like putting on a mask. Like, you're showing something, but it's not who you are. You're hiding who you really are. The truth is, like, the thing about manipulation is we think that we can control the way that others perceive us, but we really never can. The way that others think and feel is always, always going to be up to them and the way that they perceive you and their perspective. Um, for me personally, I want to be in control of the way that I think and feel. I don't want to be manipulated. So I would definitely say the golden rule comes into play here <laughs> where I ought to allow others to choose their thoughts and feelings. And I want to do that by being my honest and authentic self. Okay, the next one that I want to talk about is boundaries. How boundaries play a role in knowing who you are. So when I, like I said, when I was confused about who I was, I just didn't think that I knew me, right? I really kind of had no boundaries or I had very weak boundaries. Um, but before we go any further, let's review what a boundary is. If you want more information about that, go listen to episode 2.8. But in short... A boundary is just being responsible for your own experience. A boundary is not expecting others to live by your personal rules. We all have an idea of how people in the world should behave. Okay, we all do. But a boundary is not expecting others to behave the way that we want them to. It's just keeping ourselves... It's, it's being responsible for our own experience. It's keeping ourselves protected. It's walking away. Anyway, like I said, if you want to go into depth on that, go to episode 2.8, boundaries. Okay. All right, much like people-pleasing, when we don't have boundaries, we tend to do things that we don't really want to do. And then we feel resentful about it later. It's not awesome. <laughs> we allow others to treat us in a way that is really unacceptable to ourselves. So, of course, like, if I had no boundaries and I'm, you know, letting people treat me ways that are unacceptable to me, of course I'm not, I'm going to, like, chip away at who I am and eventually get to a place that I don't know me and live in this state of confusion. So I read the book Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend, again, during this like 
terrible time <laughs> of my in my life. And I literally got nothing from it because at the time that I read it, I was confused about who I was. And so I just kept looking for someone else to tell me what to do. Like having someone else tell me what to do is literally the opposite of having boundaries or it it's people pleasing. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry I was a mess. I don't know why I'm like talking this whole pod- podcast about how I have been a mess, but <laughs> apparently I felt it was important. Anyway, since I've, I have discovered me, maybe that's why it's important. I've done a lot of work and I'm really not ashamed of that. Anyway, since I've discovered me, I really have no problem holding boundaries. I have no problem walking away from conversations that I feel are damaging. Um, a boundary for me is I'm not going to have a conversation if I'm feeling like highly heated and emotional. And um, I've gotten really good at being like, okay, I'm going to revisit this because I, I don't want to say things that I'd regret. And so that's a boundary for me as I'm protecting my own experience. I'm honest about my plans what I want to do, what I don't want to do. And I still love the person that I'm holding the boundary with. I don't hold resentment when they don't understand or respect my boundary because that's not their job. It's my job to understand and respect my boundary. That is me knowing me. And I have love and respect for myself for that. So again, before I knew who I was, I felt like my whole life was a prison sentence. Have you ever felt that way? If you do, I deeply empathize with that feeling. Um, Since becoming clear on who I am, and again, this is a continual process, it has become, how do I say this? Like the most absolute, like shackle dropping, like liberating experience for me to realize that I am actually free. I am. I'm the creator of my life. There is no one keeping me bound. You are the creator of your life. No one, no circumstance is keeping you bound. You get to choose what you think. And those thoughts, that focus, will be what ultimately determines your results. President Russell M. Nelson has said, The joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. This quote has I has been quoted so many times. I've heard it over and over again um, because it's so true and so powerful and so simple. I'm going to repeat it. The joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. Yes, there are circumstances that can bring us joy, but they are only because of the thoughts that we think about them. Just saying. Focus on who you are. Focus on who you want to be and you will find yourself creating the life that you want to be living and confusion free. Like, doesn't that just sound liberating to you to be confusion free? Now, I'm not saying that it's going to come without its own set of hard, okay? But focusing on who you are and who you want to be and what you want to create certainly will come with more clarity and truth and purpose-driven energy. Let yourself wake up to a conscious life. Be the creator of your results. Trust me, it's so much more fun than spinning in confusion and frustration and seeing your own life as a prison sentence. As a life coach, I can help you through this process, and it is truly my passion, and 
I'm going to toot my own horn here, my talent <laughs> to help others see outside of their own perspective and gain leverage on their thoughts and create their own results. Of course, you can contact me for a free session and we can make this year the year of creation if you want or the quarter of creation. <laughs> like I said, sorry. Um, anyway, thanks for listening today. Please share this podcast with your friends if you find it helpful or interesting. And remember to follow it and give it a rating and review. As always, be watchful and stay curious.